0: so uh damn you just got me nervous brother <laughs> but anyway yeah you know um uh, it's amazing you know uh, you know when we, when we conduct these interviews uh a lot of times the, the information that is being disseminated uh, you want to open it up to to the world you know we have a lot of artists uh we take different you know i take different approaches and and uh, you no know, conversation.
1: You know, yeah, understand? absolutely.
0: And absolutely. I, you know, watched within the last few years the growth of your career. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. As like you know, a, this is memes, right? Mems, right? Mims. right? But uh, of course, when he introduces himself, he introduces himself as what?
1: Mr. This Is Why I'm Hot, or Sean Mims. Yeah. It, I mean, I guess it depends on, on, on the venue I'm in. I mean, obviously, it's, it's been this kind of rebirth for me because I'm, I'm a tech entrepreneur now. Right, so, right, yeah. right. So,
0: so, but, but here's the thing, you know, that transition, right? Mm-hmm. So usually a lot of times I'll ask artists, uh, so, so give, me, give me a goal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, give me some business ventures that you would like to delve into, right? And majority of times, some of say clothing line. They'll say the typical. Mm-hmm. But when I heard that process, yeah. that transition, yeah, it blew, man, I went somewhere else with it. You get know what I'm saying? I yeah. went somewhere else with it, man. Mm-hmm. So now, just just give me sort of a breakdown on how you transition into the tech world.
1: Oh, it it was like uh, I think it was just like like uh, like my my destination to begin with. It's always been my destination, now, and the reason why I say that is, first of all, I still deal in music tech, oh, so right. so I, so I'm kind of doing technology that, that has uh, some symbolism of where I come from and mm-hmm. what I, what I've been able to see in my in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, for those who, who know me, know me for putting out you know this huge big record back in 0607 called mm-hmm. "This Is Where I'm Hot," right. Which which allowed me to tour the world. Um, and what what happened in my what transpired in my career was I went from an independent mind frame. To dealing with a major label situation, right? But my transition is a little different because most of the times when artists get discovered, it's because a major label discovers them, they cultivate their career, and then they push them out into the public. Right. You know, I, I um, my, myself and my team at the time, we did a lot of our due diligence to to kind of remain independent. We had a record. Um, this is why I'm hot. Charted the record, mm-hmm. and then we did an upstream deal with a major label, and then they kind of took things and and carried it, and one of the best decisions I ever made in my life and one of the worst decisions I ever made in my right. life um, was, that, was that decision right. to, to, to do an Upstream. Um, and the reason why I said is because while I gained this popularity and success, um, I, I lost control. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't have a lot of control, which you hear a lot. Pe- people say a lot, but my control wasn't lost based on my cre- creativity. It was lost based on the success of my career and how much money I generated for my company. So
0: now, in that process, right, the upstream, right, mm-hmm. um, you were able to acquire right a strong team.
1: Uh, well, the crazy thing, my team was very strong prior to the, right. to, the to the upstream. I had a really really strong team. I think um the the issue was is that. We understood the, the mathematics of, of how much things cost in okay. the music industry. So the team that I, that I put together, or assembled, however you want right. to say it, um, they, they had a really strong presence in um, radio promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, so shout out to CL, shout out to Eric Mendelson; those, mm-hmm. those were uh, both my business partners at the time, um, still are now to this day. Right. And they had a very strong presence in radio promotion, which at that time was one of the biggest um, deals for, for most artists because if you can get radio airplay, then you can prove to the world that you have what it takes to be mm-hmm. a major label artist and um we went out and we did that we were very successful at it and um at one point in time like i, I kind of had the industry in the palm of my hand mm-hmm. um and then you know um now you then you fast forward from that time um and there were so many discrepancies on the financial side like i always tell a story you know i grossed 16 million dollars for for my label in um in the year 2007 and my first check was was definitely shy of like 30, 30 40 grand. Um, so you, you I mean, and you look at the discrepancy, and you would say, okay, well, man, you signed up, you you know, you didn't check your contract. It had nothing to do with the contract. It was just the nature of the, of the business. Um, the, the record label collected all the money. Uh, they 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 said they spent a certain amount of money on the project. Uh, we know that that wasn't the case. We got paid according to what they say they spent. We had to go through a seven year litigation to, to to find out that it that it that there was a lot of technicalities on on the, on the the kind of money they took away from me, and um, it was a long, vigorous process, and and, it, and you know I hated it. I hated every second of it.
0: But in that seven years, man. Yeah. So so he he is this artist, right? See, and, and now because of the transition, I love the smooth transition, even though it was a process, a strong, yeah. hellified right process. Absolutely. But that seven years, where were you mentally? Where were you financially? <laughs>
1: Uh, so financially i was I was good because um you know as an artist i, I didn't i didn't come at the time with, with artists signed a three hundred sixty I didn't have a three sixty deal mm-hmm. so so publishing uh performances that was all money that came into mm-hmm. my pocket and and I've had some really great times on the road okay and I still do so i still right. I still do uh, a lot of shows mm-hmm. um, so financially, I was fine i me- mentally um i, I didn't want to record anymore i didn't want to mm-hmm. do music and the, and the reason why is because you know, I, I grew up in Washington Heights, New York. I lived in Long Island for for a long time in my life, Westbury, Long Island. I, I came from nothing. I was a kid that literally came from nothing. Mm-hmm. Lost both my parents when I was young, um, and you know, m- my life was—I I was deemed to be a certain way in life. And I took myself out of that circumstance and and gave myself the ability to kind of uh, get out. Mm-hmm. And and then here comes this big uh, company or machine that pushes me right back into the system. Mm-hmm. And and you know, for me, I, you know, people always question my creativity. So they always say, oh, man, you're a one-hit wonder because, you know, you had This Is Why I'm Hot. You put out Like This, which was good, but it wasn't as successful. And then the second album wasn't successful right, at all. So right. as an artist, you tend to take these things on the chin. But people don't realize is that when your creativity is bruised or beaten up, like the last thing you want to do is go back out and make money for somebody else that doesn't deserve it.
0: And, man, so this is why I asked, right, because mm-hmm. now here's the... He, he, here, so out of, right? See, out of world is saying the same, that same mantra, Yeah. Oh, what happened, man? you yeah. know what I mean? Cause dudes are running with that one hit, one hit, one hit, one hit, you know what I mean? And as soon as it come on, you rock yeah. it, you know what I mean? You go <laughs> yeah. rock to it, yeah. and then you'll see, oh man, man, what happened, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, so now, that ego, right, is like, <laughs> it's just like, oh man. And so now, like you said, remember, you came into this world, right? You came mm. into this, this music world, on the independent side,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so you still had that hustle. Of course,
1: of course, of course. So
0: did see because see, the mental now is telling you, man, like, should I continue to do
1: this? Yeah, I mean, you know, so obviously when you grow up, and I'm sure like anybody could say, man, I'm from New York, and you know, anybody could say where they're from. As a New Yorker, you realize in life that if, if this two there's two types of New Yorkers. There's those that don't do, and there's those that do. The ones that do, I mean, this is just in life in general, yeah, not just yeah, New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but because we live in one of the biggest cities in the world, we, the mentality is that I can make money doing anything I want. I yeah. don't care what it is, I'm going to make money. Mm-hmm. So if it's about making money... I can find anything I, I need to do to make money mm-hmm. but but for me, my, my music career was was more than the money, it was more about the respect about factor. The, um, and, and a lot of people will sit there and say, Ah, no, no, that's not true it's always about the money, but I was making millions of dollars at the time, so yes i i i I could have stayed you know quiet and, and made millions of dollars and just kept it at that but it but it did bruise me because when you make that much money for someone else. I don't care what anyone says. To me. However much money you're collecting, if if you don't deserve the the money that I just generated, then then I either I a want my money or I'm not making Clearly. no more money. For Clearly, that, you know. Clearly, so
0: Clearly.
1: Um, th- there's a lot of people that that aren't in that position that don't understand how why I make how a person could make that decision. But I almost guarantee if you if you ever in that position, whether it be about millions of dollars or even tens of dollars, mm-hmm. you're always going to make that decision to to you know to stay. To not not to use your let your ego run. I mean, I guess I guess it is kind of ego driven mm-hmm. in the sense that I backed away because I felt like I was I didn't get what I deserved. Mm-hmm. Period. Right, right. You know?
0: But you learned a lot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Seven Absolutely. eight years down the line, man. Once again, and when I hear tech world, right? Like, when I hear this tech, what do we actually mean by like?
1: Yeah. So I, I'll give you my story as to why I, I decided to do tech. So um, I was I was flying into San Fran for a show. Um, and I remember um, at this point in time, like I w- like everyone was asking, man, when, when are you going to come out with another album? Um, I had a couple of labels saying, when, 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 you know, can we work a deal? Maybe you can sign something with mm-hmm. us. Even if it's a one-off song, we figure it out. And I, and I kept saying to myself, I don't want to record music. I don't want to record music. So I want I want to be able to get out of it. I, I enjoy performing, but I don't want to music. So I remember being on a flight with, with my business partner, Eric Mendelssohn and um, I, I was going over idea with him that I had in my head and he was like, man, that's a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yo, we're going to San Fran. Let's go see if we could talk to some of these VCs out there. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and when you say VCs? Venture capitals. Okay. So, you know,
1: basically people with money, a lot of money. It, I get it. Yeah. I, we just need to, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. so for those who don't know, you know, obviously when, you, when you're dealing with the tech world, um, the conversations you have with VCs is I want to build a product. I, this is how much money I need for this product. Mm-hmm. And this is how much equity I'm willing to give up mm-hmm. for, for that product. No different than a record deal. Course, in really. a sense. Um, but, but but the only difference is that when I had the idea um, and I told Eric, call up some VCs, let's see what we can do, nobody answered back no doors open, no phone calls back, no one cared mm-hmm. so so this person who has all of this success in the music world and I, and I still have my name, of course. especially at that time right. um, I can't get I can't get a VC to pick up a phone why? Mm-hmm. So, so I said okay, so maybe there's a lack of because if it was a clothing deal like you said it would probably be a, a good conversation. If it was about alcohol, I would probably get, you know, people pick up the phone immi- immediately. So why is it that I feel like like I'm being alienated out of this this quote-unquote society? Mm-hmm. So um, that kind of pissed me off. Um, and I know it pissed my business partner off. And and um, and that kind of, that, that made us open our eyes and said, you know what, we, we need to infiltrate right. this right. this economy. We need to infiltrate, you know, these people. And it
0: kind of propelled you to say, you know what, I'm going to keep on moving.
1: Absolutely. We, we spent four years doing it. I, and I'm not saying four years of, hey, I'm MIMS, you know, um, multi-platinum artist. This was four years of there's a pitch competition going on in, in, in uh, Miami in a, a local bar or whatever the case is uh, to pitch ideas. Or there's a hackathon going on here. Like, let's attend these events. And um, I won't take the credit. Eric Mendelson was one of the first people to go out and say, I'm going to start from the bottom. We're going we're to build this from the ground up. And he did a phenomenal job doing that. And when I saw that, he was opening those barriers, I was like, okay, we really like mm-hmm. we can really infiltrate mm-hmm. this, this space. And, mm-hmm. You know, boom.
0: Wreck it grand. Yeah. Wreck it grand.
1: When I first started, um, there was a there was a certain amount of responsibility you have as an artist to, to kinda just even have fun. Mm-hmm. And that responsibility was I needed to, you know, find a producer. Mm-hmm. I needed to find a studio. Mm-hmm. I needed to find an engineer. And 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 all of this embodied me just recording a song just to see if I was like good enough to, 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 to rap or sing or whatever the case is and um, I, you know in the beginning part of, of my of my career my life I was fortunate enough to know how to generate money that I can go out and I built my own studio mm-hmm. when I was when I was 15 16 years old I built two by the time I was like 19 I had another studio mm-hmm. and for me I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars so I, I so You know, two things happened when I did that. Obviously I learned how to do a lot on my own. Of course. Um, and then the second thing was that I realized that I built a business that I can actually record and and cultivate artists myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's still expensive. Of
0: course, clearly. So
1: so I said, let me I want to create something that takes away that expense, but still gives every still gives both parties what they need. So I wanted something that allowed producers to generate income Mm -hmm. and I wanted something that allowed artists, aspiring artists, not to blow all their money on, you know, uh, one session in the studio.
0: So now, but in, this, in the process of, of, of creating this, right? In the process of creating this, so we look at the producer, we look mm-hmm. at the artist, right? Mm-hmm. So now, as you stated, I remember clearly some of the things it would take from the producer, certain producers, upcoming producers, in the sense that, man, look at him, man, you cutting into my cash. Yeah.
1: See, and, and, that's the, and that's the problem. See, the argument I have with a, with a producer who says that is, is I'm an artist. I know when my record topped the charts, I know what certain checks was looking like. You know, Not from the label unfortunately, but I know what certain checks was looking right. like. And I know that at that time I was getting calls from a lot of producers on the album mm-hmm. like, hey man, where's my money? And I, and, I, and I would have to turn to them and say, hey look, like, one thing you don't understand is that you, I didn't work your deal. Like, you worked your deal with, with, with a label. They just, you know, so whatever you have to take up, you take up with them. But if they're not paying you, then 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 I I can understand why you're frustrated and right. upset. But that's that fault doesn't um, lie on me. Mm-hmm. And 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 I started realizing that producers do get shafted. They mm-hmm. get the wrong end of the stick when it comes to uh, the music side, and they contribute to fifty percent of the music. Right. So why is it that that a producer is, you know, I may become a millionaire for record and a producer may make a couple thousand dollars or couple, but, you know so in the
0: process of actually building this you were able to see both sides of it right absolutely right absolutely. So, and, and this is this is deep right you know why i say this is deep because a lot of times uh there's artists if they don't have a strong team or they don't have the where without right mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 meant to right that that meant to me to say well listen man it's just not me there's a team involved in this there's a mm-hmm. the producer there's this there's that you you you, you if you if you see tunnel vision, that's all you want to see. So yep. the creativity that you know allowed you to create this record seeing both sides of it. You know absolutely, absolutely.
1: I mean, absolutely. I mean for, and, and obviously trial and error. So of course. I, I, I watched um, I watched producers whom I, I have a lot of love for and respect for, whether it be my project or not. Like literally have chart-topping records, and they still living in in the basement of of the, you know, and so I say, I'm not even going to say not to demean anyone, but the truth of the matter is that there's there's an unfair disparity, because, you know, like I said, the label's going to get theirs, the artist has subsequently worked out their little percentage, and then that just leaves everyone else, you know, so, um... So I, I saw that unfair side of it. And, and then I also saw that there's a lot of aspiring people in this world that can't afford to right. be there. So, so how do I create an ecosystem for, for the two to work together? Um, and that's what Recordgram is. It's the So mo- walk me
0: through it. I'm an artist, right? So, talk to me, talk to me, I'm an artist. I, listen, man, I'm hearing about record- yeah. Recordgram, man. Man, I, it's like, it's, it's foreign to me, but I'm seeing
1: it. I, I, I'm gonna, there's so much that, that, that the app embodies, but I'm gonna break it down to its simplicity. So, essentially what it is, is a mobile studio okay. and a production marketplace. So, as simple as that sounds, here's the power behind it. Mobile studio, you live anywhere in the world. I don't care if it's India, uh, uh, you know, anywhere in India, China, some countries in Africa, South America, wherever you are, United States, you have access to a studio if you have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you can you can be like other people and spend hundreds of dollars an hour or, you know, whatever the price is per, per studio to be able to record so we allow you to have that then we go out and we evangelize certain producers mm-hmm. some of them being Grammy award winning producers some of them being inspired producers from all around the world and we yeah, evan- who, who you
0: have been working with so
1: far um, man there's so, there's so many right now I mean obviously one of my co-founders the, the, the one I mentioned the most is DJ Blackout mm-hmm. uh, DJ Blackout actually produced a lot of records for me Nicki Minaj uh, Pitbull the list goes on he's a Grammy award winning producer the yeah so uh, shout out to Blackout um, and, and, and many of his kind, obviously a lot of his peers and, and folks on there as well. So we, we, uh, we evangelize these producers that do have accolades. Um, and then we allow artists to kind of, uh, I guess work, work with them, um, for a fraction of the price. So, mm-hmm. so any track that's unlocked on our platform, uh, is as high as $5, as low as free. Mm. Um, so if you're an artist, you come in, you, uh, select a track, you plug your headphones into the app. Rap what you want to rap or sing what you want to sing. Finish it. You can finish recording it. You can actually share that track or you can shoot a video to it and then share that video all across all your social networks. Um, so it, it, it's, it takes something that everyone um, aspires to do and it kind of puts a, a, a mobile twist and a fun twist on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one aspect. Another dope aspect that we have um, is getting other major label artists involved. Mm-hmm. So we do this thing called open bars. Mm-hmm. And what open bars is is, is where we take... We take a major label artist we, we take a piece of their record off and we allow our users on our on our on our platform to add their verses to other people's songs
0: but you have the relationship with the labels
1: um, absolutely because because okay. I'm not alienating i'm not I'm not trying to kill the labels uh well maybe maybe labels are killing themselves
0: <laughs> I just we, I just want a little more clarity on this. yeah thing, yeah. You understand?
1: La- labels they're doing it to themselves the goal for me is especially when it, as it relates to open bars is that any user that completes a song with, with, with a major artist, um, it incentivizes both the user and the major artist. The major artist gets a free street team, mm-hmm. a bunch of people going around sending their new single out to everyone mm-hmm. in, in, in their circle. Um, and it benefits the aspiring artists because we usually give away prizes or something alongside mm-hmm. of it. Um, so, for example, like, uh, you know, um, I have uh, Wyclef on the app now who's, mm-hmm. who's uh, done a contest, and his, his I guess, gift to whoever he feels deserves it, is the, the opportunity to perform alongside him mm. on stage. So these are little things, obviously, to, to most of us major artists, mm-hmm. but but these are big things to aspiring artists that never been in this atmosphere oh. before. So that's my little way of saying, let's figure out how to give back to some of these users right. who who aspire. And the, and the reason why I know that's a trend is because if you look at most apps, like these karaoke-driven apps, you, you got these kids that are, that are nine, 10, 12, 11, Singing every word to a Nicki Minaj song or a Drake song, um, and you know they they aspire to kind of be like these people, but they don 't have money or the platform to do it right, so without
0: right right so right. I'm giving it
1: to them right. you know so so that's what Recordgram is in a nutshell, and I mean there's a lot more to it, you know so i like I, I encourage everyone to go download it's available android iOS, uh, so definitely go download it, um, but that's not all that I'm doing on the tech side. Right, 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 so, right, right. So, uh, but,
0: yeah, so give me a little bit more. I mean, because, yeah. you know, uh, you know, of course, once again, um, I was able to retain some information mm-hmm. and one, um, it was still foreign to me, but, you know, the world needs to, you know, to give a, a bit more. So, you know, of course, within the last, I want to say last year, man, we had this explosion of, uh, of the, the Bitcoins mm-hmm. and this and, mm-hmm. you know, people throw it around. People throw it around as if they know it and so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah. Tell me, you know, tell me how it sort of, you know, and I'm not saying Bitcoin in itself, but how yeah. do it, you know, folds into RecordGram.
1: So, so this is my get even, this is the get even side of this interview. There you go. Um, this is this is the side that I feel like for me, um, it's the, the blessing that came at the at the end of like really doing the due diligence to be in the tech world. Um, we launched RecordGram. Um, We actually got seed funding in in its infancy stage uh, from one of the biggest VCs in in, in San Fran. So that actually makes the story bittersweet because we got funded by one of the biggest VCs in the space four years later. Um, And and, um, we we won a bunch of accolades. We won TechCrunch Disrupt 2017, which is one of the biggest, uh, probably the most coveted tech award you can receive. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm not a... I'm not. I'm not a, a coder. I don't. I'm not a developer. I'm a musician that <laughs> right, came into this world. Right. right so, right. so, so you can tell that we worked hard to kind of get that accolade. But so in that the
0: same w- token, it's seen, you're, st- you're, st- you're sort of still in the embryo stages with it.
1: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so you know, so things went well, are working well with RecordGram, and and it's a great, it's a blessing. Um, on the flip side, I got introduced to this thing called blockchain technology. Okay. Now, this is my get even. Like I said, so. So I said to myself, hmm, one of the biggest problems in the music industry that I suffered was transparency. I, I, didn't, I didn't know, I, couldn't, I didn't get paid my money because I couldn't see where my money was getting generated. I had, I had a, a you know, a, a company or a machine collecting my money right. for me. And then when it came time to paying me, it was, oh, well, we collected your money, but we, we spent a lot of it on this, this, and this, and this. And you, you know, I mean, any, anybody with any type of business knowledge knows that, he who controls the cash, you know, he who holds the gold makes the rules. You know, um, and and unfortunately, that's the situation I got caught up in. So, when I got introduced to blockchain technology, I I, I was oblivious to what it was, and I didn't really understand it because I'm hearing it in, in 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 light of like Bitcoin right. or Ethereum or Litecoin, all these other cryptocurrencies or tokens that you see launching. And for most of the world, it's oh well. In, Invest money in Bitcoin because it's going to take off. Right. Um, invest money in, in Ethereum because you know if you put enough money in now, you could be, you you'll be rich in in, in six months. <laughs> and and that's fine because some people did make good right, money. Right, right. But but what is this, what is it and why are people put money into it? So I had to learn. So blockchain technology, in a nutshell, what it is is it's almost like a system of checks and balances, uh, a digital system mm-hmm. of checks checks and balances or a digital f- uh, footprint, as you may say. So what it allows. Uh, companies like mine to do or businesses like mine to do is utilize its technology to make sure that there's a system in place or smart contracts in place to keep everyone honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say honest, meaning if, if a producer does a song with an artist and we attach a, a smart contract to it, then we know that that smart contract is going to live forever. So if, if that smart contract says 50% goes to me and then 50% goes to you. No, without a doubt, no, no matter how you want to skin it, that's the way it's gonna always be as long as that contract is but out it's, there.
0: But so now, so now, when we look at the money, right? Because now, now I'm a typical and I'm like.
1: Oh. There's ways that it is obviously because it, because they have what you call exchanges that mm-hmm. you can go on and exchange exchange a, a, a particular token for a, a particular currency that you can then take and cash out mm-hmm. and, and have a, a monetary value from it. Um, I happen to think it's bigger than that though. Right. Um, I think it's bigger than that because I feel like there's a lot of problems that that exist. In the, in the world today, that this decentralized approach to everything is, 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 is attacking. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'll, I'll talk about the music industry problem and then I'll talk about a lot of other real world problems right. that I feel are being solved. Music industry problem 101. Um, every year, or, or every, every year, or whatever the case is, about $2.5 billion in royalties goes unpaid, right. uncollected. Okay. Um, and, and that's a problem because, because the way things are registered. It, it there's no way for certain individuals to collect on that money, so I may have you know fifty thousand dollars sitting out there because my name is spelled wrong on something, um, and that's the, the harsh reality. So, what what um, blockchain solves? <coughs> excuse me. What blockchain solves is the ability to attach a smart contract. Hold up, not that. Yes, sir.